Good morning, everyone. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachman Siegel Network. For those of you who don't know me and tuning in for the first time, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love shopping for it, cooking food, eating food, anything food related. My favorite is eating out at restaurants. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. Uh, I run kosher chop competitions. I have my cookbook. Um, anytime you have a recipe that you made, I want to hear about it too. I love hearing from everyone. Thank you so much for following along our Nachum Siegel Network adventures right here in the studio on the Lower East Side. We have our YouTube channel, so we hope that you watch and listen to our shows as well. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook, and I hope that uh, you'll uh, enjoy listening to our great guests each week. So <clears throat> we have some little bit of catch-up to do from the last uh, week. I just want to, I think, ZK, it's time to announce. Remember two weeks ago we had uh, Billy Schwecky in from Candy and Cattle? How good was that beef jerky, right? Yeah, it was good, ZK. He's giving me the thumbs up. He doesn't have his mic on now. So are we going to announce winners? Do we have the drum roll? Okay, we, we, he doesn't have the drum roll set up. We've got to put that back into the system. Um, but we ha- we're going to have a drum roll. We have three winners. So two weeks ago, we asked you to either email us or um, at Naomi at NachamSiegel.com or follow us, NachamSiegel Network or me or Candy and Cattle on Insta. And you had a chance to win a selection of um, the amazing uh, beef jerky. But we are doing three winners today. This is Three people are going to win this prize, these prizes. So without further ado, we are going to pick. We have picked already. All right. Sarah Rifka Rothman, Regina Simon, and Naftali Levin. Round of applause. Round of applause. Okay, so we're going to get that out to you. Thank you so much for listening and being part of our Table for Two family. So moving right along, I just want to give a shout out to where I've eaten in the last week, which has been at many places. I went to Skewers in Cedarhurst, great Israeli restaurant, and they make their own um, laffa bread. They have a tabun there. Oh, my gosh. So go check that out. That was really good. I really like their bread there. Um, and I was also recently, again for the second time, at Allenby. Mm-mm. I love that place. <laughs> and they opened for lunch. I went with my husband, um, December 25th, um, he had off from work and I had off from, well, I don't know, I made time for him. <laughs> we had date date day in um, in uh, Crown Heights. So it's so good there. And then we went and we got Urban Pops for dessert for afterwards um, to eat on the car ride home. So, yeah, they have a location in um, in Crown Heights now too. We've got to get Urban Pops in here. Sophia Cohen, I'm calling you. Okay, so we'll have uh, Sophia on the show. So, we have an amazing lineup today. I'm just going to give a, a mention of what they are. We have Gil Chavav on the line from Israel. Lucky him. I hope it's warmer where he is than where we are. And we have on um, also going to be on the line joining us is Miriam Schreiber from Chicago. I think it's colder there than it is here. And right here in the studio, we're going to have a donut party. I have Dez from Broadway Doco. Did I say? Did I say Broad Street? Doco. Broad, Broad Street Doco. Donut Company, short for that. Um, we met a couple of weeks ago when me and six foodie friends converged on her store, and I don't think they know what hit them because six people walk in covering their faces with iPhones. So, yeah, that was a foodie trip for us. So I'd like to, without further ado, I'm going to introduce Gil Chavav. Gil was, uh, he's a leading culinary journalist and television personality. He comes from one of the most respected families in Israel. He is the great-grandson of Eliezer Ben Yehuda, who, as we all know, revived the modern Hebrew language. I learned about him in school in Sydney, Australia. So it's quite an honor to have met him a couple of weeks ago. Um, He has an illustrious career in journalism, TV, um, and he's a cookbook author, and he's played a major role in changing Israeli cuisine from basic traditional to gourmet dining. Um, He's been a restaurant critic. He's had television shows. He's got three books. And right now he has just put out a book called Candies from Heaven, which I'm holding in my hand. So if you're watching it from the YouTube channel, we met a couple weeks ago at the Jewish 
food media conference in Crown Heights at Melinda Strauss's conference. And we have a mutual friend, Adina Sussman. Um, welcome, Gil Chavav. Shalom. Where's my drum roll? Where's your drum roll? Yeah, you know what? CK's going to have to put the drum roll back in, but we do do the applause. So at the end of the interview, if you want, I can give you an applause. Okay, okay. And an imaginary red carpet as well. Imaginary. Please. For you, we roll out the red carpet. You have good yichas here. <laughs> and and you're, you, you in your own right are amazing. Like people probably talk about your great-grandfather, but you in your own right, like you are something very special. It was great meeting you a couple of weeks ago. It was my pleasure and honor, of course. Okay, um, Hill, there are like a million questions. Your book is hilarious. <laughs> Thanks. Did, did you have a good time writing it? Well, to tell you the truth, usually it's, it's a funny book. Of course, it's a memoir about growing up in Jerusalem of the 60s and 70s, but usually uh, when I write, and I write very easily, um, I do it when I'm depressed. Really? So, I'm so sad to hear yes, that. I, I, there are two things that I do when I'm depressed that I keep for, for uh, depression times because these are the things I love to do most, and it's ironing and writing. Ironing and what? That I'm not, and, and writing. Oh, ironing. But the problem is that I'm not depressed enough. So usually shirts are wrinkled. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm <laughs> and glad. I wrote only three memoirs. Okay, but that's good. Not that many people can even write one, and you've done three. So no, it's great. <laughs> Tell us that you know a little synopsis about what it was like growing up in the '60s and '70s that will intrigue people to go grab your book. So Jerusalem, you know, Jerusalem is a great city, and it still is a great city, but it has changed a lot. When I was growing up in Jerusalem, I I was born in 1962, so it was before the Six-Day War. Jerusalem was a a split city, a divided city. There was a border smack in the middle of town, and the city was sort of remote from everything. Think of, you know... Berlin. It was the same before the unification. And um, it was very special. The community was very tight. And I grew up in a very, very, very strange family because, as you have mentioned, you know, the great-grandson of Eliezer Ben Yudah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All of my family, family members were sure that they were aristocracy. But there is no aristocracy in Israel. Come on. Everybody so, thinks they're the, the king. The, the gap between their aspirations and reality was very funny, and I think that my five-year-old's eyes, crossed eyes, I may I may add, saw it. And this is, I think, this is the base of of the humor in the book. Wow. Okay. So, we were you, um, you know, talking about your your grandfather? Did you actually meet your great grandfather? Oh, he passed away. No, before. he passed away 1922. Oh, so wow. he passed away the year that my mother was born. His granddaughter was oh, born. So okay. no, I never knew him. I never knew my grandfather. But on the other hand, I knew my grandmother. Um, when we were growing up, it, it wasn't that she was living with, with us, as it was put to us. We were living with her. So right, I remember um, you telling us that. So you you did have a very yeah. strong connection with your lineage. You know, your grandparents, you know, even, you know, from yes. from one side or the other side, which I think is amazing that you get to live together. It's fun. Yes, it yes, must... yes. Actually, nowadays it's done in Israel also with Arab families and with Russian families. That we, they, they tend to live in clans. And actually, I think it's the best way to grow up. No, it's it's because grandparents have have time for you, and they have wisdom, and you know, and they are invested in education. And sometimes, where your parents are career people, like my parents, where uh, really the grandmother or our two maids that were always with us had really a great role in my upbringing, and I'm thankful for that. You definitely learn a lot from living with a group of people. I would have, I was very close with my grandmother. We lived in the same neighborhood, not on the same block. But, you know, I live, like, very mm-hmm. far from my parents. I'm, like, 20,000 miles. Ah. And I feel sad for my children that I don't have that, like, you know, even though they're super close. And yes. now you have WhatsApp and Facebook. And my parents are pretty tech savvy. So, you know, it's good. But to, to be with them and whenever I'm with my mother and I see that you have this in your book, like, cooking with a family is important. 
Indeed, and usually, you know, people ask me, you know, how did you get to cooking? And I tell oh, the story it's about my growing next up question. with my grandmother. Yeah, it's my next question. Yeah, keep going. But, but uh, and uh, since I was the, the, the weakest and the, the smallest and the frailest grandchild, she always, you know, protected me uh, from my brother and my cousins. But she never let me into the kitchen because with Sephardi families, men in the kitchen bring only two things. Dirt and bed luck. So I I never got yeah, even one yeah. single recipe from her. The day she died, she passed away when I was a soldier, a twenty year old soldier. I started cooking. Right, and and these some of the recipes that were in the book, which is great. Yes, every the, the book is short stories, short funny stories, and every story ends with the very very simple recipe that we used to have when when. The story occurred. So, but but the, story, the the recipes are almost primitive. I mean, this is really everyday cooking in a you know middle class Israeli family. So it wouldn't be something very festive. It's it's really basic food. But this is the food I love most. I must say, for thirty years I've been wandering the world in the best three Michelin star restaurants, and. Um, the food I love most is, is you know, stews of elderly women, <laughs> preferably with red sauce, preferably served by a woman over 80. Then oh. I feel at home. Oh, that's fantastic. Were you a foodie as a kid? Um, sort of. You know, when I was growing up again in the 60s and 70s, Israel was very different. It was a socialist country, so it was almost impolite to be interested in food, but since both my parents were very high up in the IDA, in the Israeli Broadcasting Authority, we used to dine out a lot, which was very rare. Because First of all, there were very few restaurants in Jerusalem, but it was very rare to dine out. It was You weren't supposed to be interested in food. So for the time, I was considered a foodie, but you know, when I look back at the food we were having in restaurants, and sometimes... It's very naive. It's unbelievable what you have seen in the growth of Israel. I know I've been to Israel myself since I'm 14 and I've been probably 10 times and now I'm in my 40s and I've seen the change. Look, Rehov Yafo looks exactly the same except it has a train running through it now, that, that tram thing. Mm-hmm. But, but so much looks the mm-hmm. same, but it's so different. There are restaurants on every corner. Like from when I studied my year in Israel after high school, when I was in Midrashah, like – there was restaurants, the shook was disgusting, it was dirty flies, blood on the streets from like leaking butcher shops, and, and now it's like the hub heads of... of de- de- heads of dead chicken floating uh, in, in, in... It was dis- It was disgusting, and yeah. now it's like the epicenter of Yerushalayim outside the old city. Like, I go there literally every day when I'm in Yerushalayim. Yeah, it, it's fun. It's fun, and it's cool, and... You know, Israel is changing so fast. If if you haven't been to Israel in five years, it's as if you're coming for the first time. Yeah, it's really changing. And talking about the culinary scene, come on, it's booming. It's you know, crazy. I'm I'm very lucky to be a restaurant critic in Israel because I'm flooded with work. Okay, I'm I'm I want to go with you around Israel and eat. That's my dream. Come over, come I'm over coming up. I know it's the first time I was there the last couple of years for winter break. My kids were studying there, so I went. But this year I I don't have plans immediately, but I'm always working on something. But you know, it's amazing that Israel has changed. It went from being, you know, you think Israeli food, and if you had to pick something in your head, it would be a falafel with hummus on top, right? So how did Israel go from being like hum, uh, a falafel pita in a pita to being the most copied cuisine around the world? We have, right? <laughs> yes, it's Israeli true. food does Shuck. have a moment. It, it is having a moment right now. It's having its moment. It's having a long moment. It's more than just 15 minutes of fame. Shakshuka is showing up on every blog, website, cookbook across the world. Right? It's, it's amazing. So I must tell you my shakshuka story. Oh, I must hear it. Because it has to do with New York. And it's a, it's, a, it's a huge embarrassment. So Uh-oh. I was filming my series uh, around the world, and we got to New York right after 9-11. Aye. And being Israelis, you know, we called, we called uh, the Israeli consulate, and we said, we're an Israeli television crew. Maybe you can help us with, with a car, with accommodation, with whatever. And being Israelis, they said, well, we won't help you. You will help us. 
turned out that that um, you know after 9/11, Ground Zero was evacuated. Yeah, I lived. And, uh, I no lived, businesses yeah. stayed there. I lived right and, there. And uh, I see. So so chefs from all over the world came over to the one restaurant that, that, that kept operating in Ground Zero called Nino's, an Italian restaurant. The restaurant was like a dining hall for the crews of uh, policemen and firefighters, etc. And chefs from all over the world came to cook there, to volunteer, and nobody came from Israel. So the guys from the consulate said, well, you're sort of a half a chef. Why don't you cook something? <laughs> I said, okay. They forgot to tell me that they invited 600 firefighters for breakfast. So there I was making shakshuka for 600 firefighters with nothing. The kitchen was worse than an army kitchen in Israel, believe you me. But anyway, we managed to make shakshuka for 600 people. By the end of breakfast, the firefighters looked at the shakshuka, and what do they tell me? How interesting. In Israel, you have Mexican food for breakfast. They thought I was making huevos rancheros. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, they're going to make shakshuka, huh? Huevos <laughs> rancheros. Oh, gewalt. It's a good crossover, I guess. <laughs> it's funny. I made. Sh- I went to Alaska to cater a Chabad Hanukkah Chagiga. I know that's almost a mouthful. And I made mm-hmm. shakshuka for people, the Jewish community of Alaska, because shakshuka is the best. How wonderful. It was the best. Yeah. They didn't know what it was, but... <laughs> They didn't think it was Huvera's. I can't even say it because I so don't speak Spanish. But yeah, it's cool. But it's showing up everywhere. You know, it's it's showing up in 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 cookbooks and and hummus. They they call it hummus, the official dip of the NFL. Like everywhere is Israeli mm-hmm. cuisine. We have uh, Michael Solomonov and 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 Alon Shire winning James Beard awards. Uh, Lior Lev Serka, Ser, I never know how to say his last yes. name. Serkab yes, from La Boite. Yes, I, I been, I did a spice class by him. Is America's top chefs are Israelis, and it's amazing, like <laughs> Israeli cuisine, right? Uh, uh, Allenby, you know, in um, have you? I don't know if you were in New York yet. I've if, never been there. I've heard that you went twice. I'm so envious. You know, I only read about Allenby. They get wonderful coverage in Israel, but I've never been there. Is it that good? It is amazing. But you have to love hummus and tchina. There's a lot of infusion of hummus and tchina. Who doesn't? How I do- can one not love hummus and tchina? I, I don't Come get on. it. I don't understand what that means if you don't love it. Uh, like, I like could drown myself in it. But but yes. but but it's it's so popular. And what changed that? What be, What made it explode? I think, first of all, it's the right kitchen for the moment because it's very vegetarian-friendly and vegan-friendly and yeah. very uh, produce-oriented because the, the weather in Israel allows it and the, the very advanced agriculture in Israel supports it. And also, it's good for Instagram because the colors are yellow and red and this is what the camera likes, so it's very good. That's so true. And That's hilarious. The, yeah, nobody cooks brown anymore, you know? Chocolate cakes are so 2010. <laughs> and um, and also, I think that it's, you know, it's just in your face and obnoxious like we Israelis are. And, and somehow it, it captures one's heart and tongue it's... because it's so immediate and it bursts and it's, and it's happy and it's loud and it's ruthless and it obeys no rules, just like Israel. <laughs> I'm I'm loving this. This is great. When are you coming to New York next? Um, very soon. I, I, first of all, I'm going to be in, in to, to give a lecture in APAC in the beginning of March. Oh man! And then yeah, and right after APAC, I think I'm coming to New York. Would okay. you take me to Allenby when I come to Let's New York? Let's go to Allenby. Done. We met down the road. At you, the, the all conference. of your followers heard that. So okay. We have a commitment here. I'm bringing, I'm bringing all the foodie friends. We're going to go to Allenby. Okay. With, with Gil Chavav. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to let them know. Cool. We'll bring it. We'll bring Countdown out. Countdown has begun. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited. Your book is fabulous. Candies from Heaven. Um, you can buy it on Amazon, I believe. Um, yeah. uh, uh, where else is it available for people across the globe? It's on it's on Amazon and it's a, it's an ebook as well. So uh, you know you don't have to get the hard copy; you can get it on the on your computer. Okay, great. And I love the fact that it's got recipes in it. It's got your memoirs. It's all about a, a trip down memory lane of Jerusalem in the nineteen sixties and seventies. And as you can tell from how 
eloquent that Gil is. His book is just as his words are eloquent as his written word is just as eloquent as his spoken word. And English is not his first language. I can hardly write English, and I grew up in Australia. So you you did you, you do you're amazing. Thank you very, very, very much. That's very kind of you. Okay, so we're going to look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks and maybe we'll get some cooking on. We'll we'll cook together. Yes, yes, and tell the guys from Allenby to, to prepare lots of hummus and khina. Okay, I'm ready. All right, let's go. All right, okay. thank you so much, Gil. Oh, thank one more question. Wait, one more question. Yes. Very important. We are in New York right now and the weather is about minus 10 degrees Celsius. Quickly We're warm so us up. Lucky. Yeah. How how what's the weather like right now? Just just give us some sunshine. Well, we're preparing for our first storm in Israel. They say that uh, on Friday it's going to be flooded in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. Bemet? But to, if you talk temperatures, it's it's you know. So today I was with with my T-shirt on the street. So okay, so know. we're recording this. this. Our weather is ten ten months of heat wave and two months of drought. This is all we get. Oh, that's crazy. So he's in Israel right now. We're recording this on Wednesday morning. It's going to air Friday morning, and hopefully the weather in Israel will be not drowning and we won't be covered in snow, but it's got to be warmer than it is right now outside. I'm always looking for some <laughs> someone who's somewhere warm. Okay, thank you so much, Gil. <laughs> thank you, and see you soon. All right, Bye-bye. definitely. Take care. Oh, wow. He is so cool, right? How are you, Des? Yeah, good, good. I'm excited. <laughs> Yeah, you can yeah, talk into okay. the microphone. We're gonna... I'm great. I can't wait to get this book and he read it. Is, wasn't he so eloquent? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love his stories are fabulous. Okay, so right now on the line we have Miriam Schreiber, who's probably hiding under a million blankets because it is freezing where she is. <laughs> Miriam Schreiber has a long bio because she's one of the most accomplished women I know. If you think I have energy, Miriam is like me – 10 times over. She's unbelievable. Um, a little bit of a bio. She's. Um, it's not going to do her justice what I'm going to mention. Um, we'll talk a little bit more to her. She's been a magazine editor. She runs tours through uh, Eastern Europe. Um, she has her Miriam Schreiber's Legacy Tours. Um, she does stuff with Tora Masora Tours as well. Um, she has gone all over the world this past summer. She took me and Danielle Renov, who I adore, peas, love and carrots, um, as part of her tour and we were a part of her uh, culinary team. Um, we gave demos and entertained the crowds whenever we could, even when we weren't behind the kitchen. And Miriam is just one of these people with a vision and she gets it done and she's really, really unbelievable. A year ago she was not in my life. She called me a week after Pes- Purim and said, hey, I'm Miriam Schreiber. Do you want to possibly come on a tour to Asia? And we have been joined to the hip ever since, talking on the phone probably every week. And I'm proud to call her my friends. And hopefully I'm going to make it to Chicago tomorrow. You're listening to this on Friday. So hopefully I actually made it there. But I have a flight out Thursday night, Thursday morning, to do a food crawl with Miriam. She's going to take me around to the hot spots of Chicago for kosher.com. So without further ado, my friend Miriam Schreiber, welcome. Hi, Naomi. How are you? Uh, cold. I know, right? I have my heater, though, next to my seat, so I'm good. I'm ready for you. It's crazy. You know, I tried changing my flight so I could come earlier, so I shouldn't miss out on my food crawl. Yeah, but... I hope you don't get delayed there. It is It is really cold. By, <laughs> but, the t- uh... by the time when people are listening to this, you can actually check our Nachum Siegel Network and, um, and my Instagram page because you'll see if I actually got there. Yeah. <laughs> It's, actually, it's <clears throat> double digits here today, actually. I'm looking at the computer, and it says 17 degrees Fahrenheit, so it's gotten a little warmer. That, Last that, night, I think it was 17 below. That's warmer. That's insane. I, yeah. I can't believe it. Miriam, you know, you sent me this bio to to, announce, to read, and it's just it's so incredible. But, you know, I'm I blown away by everything that you've done. I, I You know, it's funny. We've only been – I've only known you for, like, eight months, and I don't remember my life without you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about some of the uh, Miriam Schreiber that I'd like all my guests to know. So as we started off by saying that you run tours, what exactly does that mean? Okay, before I get into that, I just want to thank you for joining our tours. You and Danielle made my tour so amazing. I, I can't imagine what the tours were like before you guys came along. Oh, so it was you. It didn't just add a culinary aspect, but your personalities just added so much to the tour. Everyone had 
so much fun with both of you that it really just changed all the dynamics, and, it, and I can't go back. You know, once you have something, you can't do without it. So Thank we're really you. looking forward to future tours with you. Amen, and we'll talk about that later. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. How did I get into tours? Well, it's actually a cute story. I went on a tour. My, two of my, um, one of my daughters went with me, my mother, my sister, two of her daughters. We were in Poland. And um, actually, before the tour, I, I asked the guy, I said, listen, if you need help, I'm a really good organizer. I'll help you on the tour. And he thought, like, are you crazy? You know, you're paying for a tour. Like, why would you want to help? You know, you just, you're coming to relax. And um, I, you know, I helped out throughout the tour. But the last day of the tour, one of the buses, we had two buses. One of the buses broke down on the way to the airport. And everyone's like, how are we going to get to the airport? We had like two hours to get to the airport. And I said, you know, we need to find a truck, and we need to put all the luggage on the truck, and we need to get all the people on, on one bus, and we're going to get to the airport. And he's looking at me like, what are you talking about? I said, we need to get down and wave down a truck, and you need to come down because I don't speak the language. And we did get a truck, and we started putting all the luggage on the truck, and we did manage to get to the airport. But I guess it was kind of history from that. I started working for another company, and I started planning tours. That was like 15 years ago. And um, I love logistics. I love history. And I love just going to see new places. So that's how it started. Wow. And, uh, I didn't know that. That's a, we've told many stories. I didn't know that one about, about the – Yeah, uh, save something special for yourself. Right. You see, you know, <laughs> yes. Moo has so much to share. I, I think we probably only scratched the surface with you. Yep. Okay. So what's up next then? Um, well, should we announce what our upcoming tour is? Sure, you go okay, first. Okay, so we're announcing it for the first time on Naomi's show. We're planning a tour in February of Panama. Panama is someplace that I know is on everybody's bucket list, and especially because it's warm, everybody could uh, see going to Panama now. It is a fascinating, fascinating place. You know, not everyone's going to go on a cruise. Not everyone wants to go on a cruise. So this is a land tour of Panama. And you get to see the fabulous Panama Canal, which personally I think is even more interesting looking at it, you know, looking at it, looking at the boats coming in rather than just being on a boat for eight hours going through the locks. Um, but people don't even realize there's so much fascinating history there, and there's a lot of Jewish history that people don't even know. So Rabbi Becher is going to tell us about that. Well, Rabbi, his, Becher's, gonna... Rabbi Becher is also joining. Rabbi Becher is also joining, and everybody, anyone who knows him, and if people don't know him, he is just absolutely fabulous. Uh, he always has an amazing presentation, and, of course, he has that Australian accent. <laughs> so even if he doesn't have something amazing to say, it sounds amazing. He's from um, Melbourne, and I'm from Sydney. You'll see our accents are slightly different. Did, oh, did you um, realize that, Miriam? No, because I'm so busy listening to the accent. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's yeah, actually like a New York, Chicago. It's got a yeah, little twang. Yeah. We usually have two rabbis. Um, usually Rabbi Lairfield, Rabbi Yaakov Lairfield from Staten Island also comes. He's not able to get away this time, but um, they're both fantastic. They both are just, they each do their own thing, and they are really super fantastic. Yes, he's coming. And um, there's just so much to see in Panama that it's not just the Panama Canal. There's history. There's a beautiful community there. There's magnificent shoals. There's this Embera Indian village, which is really fascinating and fun. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Right. And, and we, we have a beautiful oceanfront hotel that we're going to spend, you know, Shabbos is going to be beautiful there, uh, very Shabbos friendly. And there's so Everybody there is so eager to help us and make it a great weekend, so I'm really excited about it. And, Naomi, of course, you're going to come, and you're going to show us how to make Panamanian foods. Okay, I'm excited. That's going to be fun, too. I've been a big fan of the ceviche. That's where ceviche is is a Central and South American dish. So I'm very excited. I've been making it for years, so now I finally can show it at demos. So you're going to love it. Yeah. Um, Okay, so um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. We're talking, we're talking about Panama. Where else have you been in the world? Because oh, it's fascinating. Where else I've been? I, I um, want to hear. Like, I'm sure my listeners want to hear also. Cause okay, it's, so we've it's, been. I've I've been you know all over Europe. I mean, I've been running tours all over Europe, Central Europe, Eastern Europe. You know, for many many years. Um, China, Australia, Vietnam, Thailand. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> uh, South Africa, Morocco, Russia. Uh, really, all over. Um, Amalfi Coast, Sicily. We've we've been to a lot of places. You know, every year we have a lot of repeat customers, so I'm always looking to do a new destination because it, for them it's like going to camp every year. You know, we're, they want to come back, and we need a new destination. Right. So we're always doing something new, and you know, sometimes we repeat something old. Um, so we've been we're we're kind of running out of places. Actually, uh, well, yeah, Hashem made a big world, but I heard yeah. I heard that my mum's best friend in Australia they're actually going to Antarctica. 
Uh, well, right now, as the temperature is only about 17, we're not really thinking, but, you know, it's, it's definitely something that... We could just go to the East River here. <laughs> yeah, right? We could just walk out my front door. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't even want to do that. <laughs> could you bring some warm temperatures tomorrow? Uh, yeah, um, let's yeah. hope I get there. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be fascinating. I've heard uh, it's just absolutely... That, Iceland is also something that we talk about doing. I know, um, Iceland is... They say it's amazing, amazing, but you can't spend Shabbos there. People are no. going... A lot of the Stern girls current right now are in Iceland. They're on winter break or about to go on winter break. And a lot of them go going to Iceland. Yeah, you go you, in winter yeah, for like three yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. You don't need a lot of time in Iceland. Um, there's no kosher food there. Yeah, there's no there's Shabbos. No Chabad, there's not even Chabad there. Yeah, Chabad left. Chabad was there and they left. They just they left. It was correct. impossible. Correct, 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 correct. Which is really hard to believe because there is Chabad all over the world. Right. And we probably couldn't travel if it wasn't for the amazing, amazing people of Chabad. They are really big shout out to them because they, they aside from the amazing work that they do in Kiruv, they really make it so that business people, people traveling, everybody has um, always some place to call home and some place to go to if they need anything. So big shout out to them. I've definitely met a lot of um, amazing people when I've spent Shabbos at Chabad houses. So, And I yeah. have to say, I met some amazing people when I was on your tour. I, we asked, actually, you know, when, when I went with Miriam to Asia, everybody on the tour got really close. We're about 40 people and everybody became really good friends. Like there was not anyone that like was annoying. And I'm, I'm saying this as someone who was like working on the tour as well. Everyone was amazing. Like everyone became like family. Yeah. 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 You know what? I'm telling you, it's, they call it like Mirror Camp for Adults. It's really people. I have watched people become friends on the tour and then, you know, they live in different cities. I've made like, you know, roommate Shaduchim. And then in future tours, they come and they call, you know, let me call her and see if she wants to come again. And they've made lifelong friends. I mean, I'm always amazed. You know, people call me up, is this one coming? Is that one coming? And these are not people that they're necessarily, they were friendly with before, that they're friendly with during the year. They've become friends. But um, they've made, it, the highlight of my tour for me is much of Shabbos when we have a Malava Malka and everybody's, you know, we'll have music and they'll be singing together. And just I see people from all over the world come together and get along. And, you know, I have people ranging in ages from, you know, some, even Danielle's kids came last year. Everyone was friends with her kids. Her right. kids are the most well-behaved, amazing, incredible kids. Yeah, your they, kids came. You know, your kids were, what, they're 22, 23? Yeah. I became good friends with your kids. Right. Um, you know, we have that. There's people who are 80 who are friends with the 18-year-olds, and there's such an amazing vibe, an amazing camaraderie between the people that um, it's just something that, you know, we, and I, I have these WhatsApp groups, you know, yeah. on the tour we use it to communicate, and they're they're going the whole year. Bing, Unbelievable. Bing, 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 I mean, bing. I have WhatsApp groups that are still going from Russia from a few years ago. It is amazing what's, you know, the friendships that have been formed and the people have maintained so it's really really special. well it's all set it's all because of you you said a you said a nice tone and it's you know everybody catches on you know Can, my bottom line is really my customer satisfaction i want people to be happy i always my whole life i've been the type of person that has enjoyed organizing and planning and watching people enjoy a roller coaster rather than go on the roller coaster. right yeah so, that's a good analogy for you no no that's yeah. great no Miriam, really you've seen it i don't have to uh, go I've i don't have to I'd rather be just making sure that everything runs smoothly. You know, I'll stay back and she's the maestro. Know, the she's the maestro. Miriam, what sets you apart from everyone else's? Uh, you know, besides being your fabulous and you take care of the snacks and there's always water on the bus and the snacks. And Miriam is so worried about, be, you know, people being hungry. Then this is something I'm just thinking about now that I want to share. Um, when we went elephant riding, uh, um, I don't want to sound like a show off, right? But this is one of the things <laughs> that we did. So Miriam. Um, stayed back at the hotel and everyone to prepare for Shabbos. And Erev Shabbos, the project for the day, the outing for the day was going on elephant riding to see elephants. So we went out, was in Chiang Mai, China. And Miriam said to me, Naomi, if anybody's thirsty, here's money and buy a drinks. Just keep making sure everybody's got a cold drink. It's really hot in Asia, as you can imagine, in the summer. She goes, just make sure everyone's not thirsty and everyone's hydrated. Just take care of it. And when people were coming off their elephant rides and and they were like and then a boat ride, people were exhausted and and needed hydration. And I'm like, hi guys, who wants some drinks? I'm like, you know, everyone grab a drink. And they're like, only Miriam thinks of this. Only Miriam. Only Miriam. Like they were so impressed that you made sure that you know everything like that was taken care of. And I said, everyone take a drink, and they were going for it. Like 
because you needed it and you knew that they would need it. You literally mm-hmm. anticipate everyone's move. Wow. So with that being said, and me saying that about you, what do you think sets your tour apart from, you know, in terms of activities from everyone else? Because there are so many tours. Thank you. You're very sweet. Um, you know what? I really just try, you know, my people are coming on a tour and I want them to be happy and I want them to enjoy and I want them to have all their needs taken care of. Somebody once, I hope this doesn't sound offensive, but somebody once said to me, is this like one of those wheelchair tours, nursing home tours? I'm like, what are you talking about? I was so, like, insulted, you know, like, what are you? And he says, you know how, like, you don't have to do anything for yourself. They just, like, put you along. So I said, okay, I guess you could say it's a little bit of that kind of tour. You know what? I um, I really try to do things that I think will be logistically sound and, and also amazing. Like, for example, we went to Halong Bay this summer. And, in Vietnam. You know, anyone who knows Hanoi knows that when you go to Halong Bay, it's like a four-and-a-half-hour bus ride to get to Halong Bay. And I'm thinking, like, nobody wants – first of all, it was, it was Shabbat Shabbat. I'm thinking, like, nobody wants to sit in a bus for four-and-a-half hours. Even if we could be sitting there eating the whole time, we didn't want to sit in a bus for four-and-a-half hours. And I had heard about um, helicopters, and we ended up, you know, arranging that we, should, we took a helicopter ride. It was, you know, what was it, 40 minutes in the helicopters? Remember those helicopters? They were amazing. They were like World War II helicopters. They were like, they were amazing. It was, it was fun, no? I loved it. Well, that was, besides like being in Asia, it was a whole highlight for me because I'd never been to that part of the world. Going on a helicopter ride was yeah. insane. Like You know what? I posted the picture of the video that you took on Instagram so people yeah. can check out our Instagram. Miriam's so, Legacy Kosher Tours and they can see the video that you took of that, uh, yeah, everybody, that helicopter. Everybody go follow Miriam because she's got incredible giveaways going on now also. It's Miriam's Kosher Legacy Tours. Legacy. Miriam's Legacy Kosher Tours. Mi- okay. I'm just, I, yeah, I I'm just, it? I'm just checking it. Yeah. I, want, I want to make sure we get it right. Yeah, okay, no, no, I'm, I'm going to hold – it's Miriam's with an S, Legacy Kosher Tours. Right. Okay, I'm going to hold right. it up to the screen. Check out that picture of the Is helicopter. It? That was incredible. That incredible. Was so and Should I do it? Should I show it up? Okay, right. let's go. I'm going to show it to you for those who are watching on the YouTube channel. Okay, where is – okay, can I show this? ZK, yeah, is this sure. coming up? Sure. This is me, my voice. It's going. Okay, we went on, a, uh, on, on that helicopter. It was insane. Before Mincha, it was great. Right, and then I did a demo that night. Right, so that every- was our first demo. It was amazing. So it's really, you know, Miriam's not going to have you just sit on a bus for four hours going to see something. She's no. going to fly you there in a helicopter, or she's going to make it come to you. We went. I'll give you. We went in Australia. We went to Hayman Island, which was also an amazing, amazing, different. Nobody goes there. You know, it took. You could only get there by helicopter or by boat. We went. I sent two shiploads of food up there because. The only thing on Hayman Island is this one and only hotel, and we rented our own pontoon so people could go scuba diving in a completely sneeze atmosphere. It was truly incredible. It was, it was, you know, we stay at hotels that people don't usually use for, for tours, but I just find that they're iconic and they add to the experience. The peninsula in Shanghai, the Four Seasons in Moscow, which is right at Red Square. You walk out the door, you're at Red Square. There, it's, it's just, yeah, I like to do things that I think would just make a difference in the in the tour. All the little details are taken care of, and the hotels are one is more magnificent than the other. Yes, and I remember that reverie that we stayed in, the in Re- Ho Chi Minh. The, the reverie the, in Vietnam in Ho Chi Minh, yeah. right? Or AKA yeah. Saigon. Yeah, is beautiful. Like everyone's jaws dropped when they yeah, saw this. That was that so was So you can incredible. go on to look look some of the pictures. Um, I think you have some pic. I think I sent you some. You said I put up some of the pictures that um, you had sent me. I run the I'm, Instagram. I'm actually in the middle of putting up some pictures now. From the I did it in sequence, so my Malfi Coast pictures are going up, and then I'm going to do another China tour that I did in October. I'm going to put some of those up, and then we're going to start talking about the upcoming February tour. Okay, so I'm very excited for Panama. I hope everyone will join us. Miriam, how do people reach you? Um, they can email me legacykosher at aol dot com. They can call me on my cell two two four seven three five zero zero one five. I they hope you can, got that. That was very fast. Page. Or you can, if you can email, you can also email me, and I can email forward Miriam Naomi at nachemsegel dot com, and I will forward Miriam the emails as well. Um, amazing, Miriam! I can't wait to hang out with you in tomorrow in Chicago, mm-hmm. which will be. Yesterday, by the time they're yeah, hearing I'm this, my, my all my warm clothes ready. I know, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm starting to warm up my car now. I, I bought a new hat to go over my new Wonder Wig <laughs> that will will uh, keep my head warm uh, while I just 
Davids, Hashem. Just no, Davids, yeah, I know. Because so I want to, I want to, I'm really going for a bat mitzvah and I do not want to disappoint this little girl. So Hashem is going to make it happen that we get to Chicago and everyone's safe yeah. and sound in their in their homes this crazy winter that we're having. So thanks, I'm Miriam. I'm really looking forward. Thank um, you, Naomi, and keep warm. Thank you. I will, and we'll, we'll I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, great. Looking All right, forward. take care. Me okay, too. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone, that was pretty exciting talking to Miriam. See, she's a little hyper like me. Yeah. She, th- this was her low-key, actually. Okay. Because, you know, <laughs> she was, that was her being nervous. Um, I was going to ask you something, ZK. Uh, lost my train of thought there. Okay. I don't know what I was going to ask you. Okay. So I'm really excited for this part of the um, of the of the hour because um, about – how long ago was Hanukkah from now? About a month, about, about two weeks, maybe at the beginning of Hanukkah. Yeah, it was. It was show. right like before two and a half weeks. Ago. It was the era of it was era of Hanukkah. Yeah. So Hanukkah started Tuesday night. This is Tuesday. A whole bunch of food bloggers um, were Instagram bloggers were asked to get together by Jill uh, Duche. She's been on the show, and Jill um, got everyone to get. I think she was she in the studio. I think she was in the studio. Jill came in. And, and she wanted to get everybody who was a, a woman Instagrammer together for like a networking event. So it was in deal. A whole bunch of us drove out there from the five towns. It was me and Melinda Strauss of, and, and Malky Hirsch. I hope I'm not leaving anyone. Elisha Vitates. And she's the she's the cook. Um, also joined us. So um, Bracha Searle. And we said, okay, we're not going to Lakewood without making a deal without making a stop at your amazing donut shop. Thank you. I was so happy to see you all. What great energy <laughs> this group of women had. They kind of descended upon Broad Street Doco and we everybody was like, what is going on? It was nothing but pure positive energy. It was insane. It was because great. we are like the ultimate crazy kosher foodies. Love it. It's, you know, we just... Wherever we are, we search out and we look for if we're traveling somewhere, not even for food uh, as the main destination, but we have to incorporate food into where we're going. That's great. Um, and especially like women in business, right? Yeah. Like, um, like Miriam, we just had Miriam yeah. business and you're in business. Mm-hmm. So tell me about the history of how you got in into it and eventually we're going to end up by us eating donuts. Okay, good. Yay, okay. Yay. Um, I really felt like there was a need for – a fresh donut in the market. There's lots of donuts out there. Um, I just really wanted to create a, a product without additives and preservatives. I wanted to create a vegan and gluten-free uh, product and accommodate nut allergies. And Bless you for that. Thank you. And uh, in the process, when I decided on the location of Oakhurst, um, I knew nothing about being kosher. I knew that... Um, I had a huge kosher community, and a woman by the name of Joy Batesh came into the shop before I, I opened. I Joy. Yeah. I've, I've met yeah. her. We've actually tried to have her on the show. She okay. was really pivotal in um, me discovering the whole, uh, what co- being kosher really meant, because I think it's such a, br- a big, broad term. and mm-hmm. Everyone's a little different. Right, right. So um, she introduced me to uh, Rabbi Farhi, and... Um, then came the education on being kosher and the great relationship I have with him in JSOR. And What's that? It's my rabbinical supervision. Okay, great. And uh, I learned what what I thought vegan was, was, you know, and then also there's the parv aspect. So I wanted to create uh, one-stop shopping for the entire community. And that's what I was setting out to do um, and create a fresh product. And something that's made fresh right in front of you in an open kitchen, and you see the whole process, and you just have fun. Uh, I'm actually drooling. My mouth is watering, <laughs> and we're not even like we don't even have a donut package no. in front of us. We, and I, I hope those aren't just too cold because of the weather. It. Yeah, just describing yeah. it is a, it's in a process. So, when when did you open up? How many years ago? Uh, I'm in my fourth year. So it's my actually year. quite new in mm-hmm. the in the food world. Four yeah. years is still mm-hmm. quite a yeah. quite a baby uh, in the food world, and there were lines out the door. I mean, granted, it was like bef- in the holiday season mm-hmm. before Christmas and before Hanukkah, and they had the like the coolest looking like donut cakes. They made like cakes mm-hmm. like a tree oh, yeah. out of donuts. We celebrated all different holidays. We had our Star of David. We had our menorah. We had our Christmas tree. It was it was it's great 
it's one good. love type of atmosphere. Okay. So how did you get this concept in your head of, of the layout? I understand the whole like gluten-free, nut-free, right? Why an open kitchen? Because that would make me so nervous uh, if one sees what's going on. It's fun. Because I think it's it's interesting for people to see the process. Um, and it's I really wanted people to be able to place their order and watch that donut either being baked or fried and watch it being dipped. I think it's very interactive. I think it's um, I think it's just fun. And I, that's what I really wanted to create. It's something that is different and was not done at the time. Right. You you make the dough in the store in mm-hmm. front of everyone mm-hmm. in these giant machines. Mm-hmm. And then that you pour it into this. Uh, how do you describe that? It like, plops into this. A hopper. hopper. It's called a hopper. A hopper and it has like a plunger. And um, you literally watch the dough being pushed out of the hopper and into the fryer. And you can see your actual donut being fried. And you actually can be the mashkiach, literally. You can be the supervising rabbi because then they take the donut off and then they say, okay, this donut's she ordered a blueberry, a, who knows what? A blueberry crumb bun. Or, right. Yeah. So then they turn it into that. Yeah. It's and un- then you watch the process. It's dipped into whatever, you know, glazes you want. You can also do create your own flavors. So it's fun. I, I know. Didn't know that. <laughs> Next time. Next time. I think we should do a show, seriously, from ZK. How, how about we do a table for two from the store? That would be fun. That would be great. Oh, my gosh. Des, this is amazing. Okay, let's bring over those donuts. Okay, awesome. I want everyone who is watching on our YouTube channel or – ah, there he goes. He's going to bring them over or uh, listening to us. Thank you. I want you to have a little taste and see. You know, you eat with your eyes. I always say that. So I brought – Okay. Dairy-free and dairy. So Okay. I'm all about dairy. Okay. Yes. I'm supposed to be on a diet for the new year. So I was so good yesterday. Everything knowing that you were coming. All right. Knowing that you were coming in, I knew that I had to be good yesterday so I can balance it out today. Yeah. It's all about think, balance, yeah, you know. Absolutely. So here we have something that's like a cronut. It's a donut croissant combo. These are the churro bites. Okay. Oh, that one looks so good. (laughs) This one is, so I named most of the um, specials in the donuts after local, you know, local roads, local locations, towns. This is the West Park. Uh, It's a love triangle filled with Bavarian cream and warm chocolate drizzle and powdered sugar. You had me at Bavarian cream. Okay. I'm just, we might not leave any for Yoni, right, ZK? Yeah, you're not here today, as far as I know. Are you watching us, Yoni? Okay. Or Nachum? Okay. And I weave different elements. So the Bavarian cream is gluten-free and dairy-free. The chocolate's gluten-free and dairy-free. And so it's a nice little balance. Wait, I'll give it to you in a tissue. I don't want to make the desk a mess. <laughs> I, sh- I share with ZK because we're really good friends. Okay, here we go. Baruch Oh my God. <laughs> Good stuff. Thank you. It's beyond. I'm very into like, I like a good filling. Trust me, I like a good dairy filling, but yeah. I'm all about the crust or the texture mm-hmm. of the dough. Mm-hmm. It has, do they call this a laminated dough? Is this like a, how do you, because this is not a batter. No, this that this is yeast raised. Yeast raised. Yeah, yeah. This is insane. Okay. If, are you? How many days a week are you open, by the way? Seven days a week. Okay. Mm. Seven mm. days a week. We close three days a year. So, New Year's Day, Easter, and uh, Christmas Day. Are you even open on Thanksgiving? Yes. Oh, good for you. Yes, yes. So, guys, if you're looking to do something on a Sunday and you are, you know, just want to get out and about and looking for a destination, go to Broadway Doco. Yeah. Broad Street. Street Doco. I don't know why I keep saying it's Broadway because okay. it's right it's here. Okay. I need a Broadway donut, actually. You should create that flavor. A Broadway donut. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah. We can work on that together. Yeah. We need an Aussie donut. Yeah, okay. We could do an Aussie donut. Oh, i got to think about that. Hmm. Yeah. What would you put in an Aussie donut? Okay. Or if you guys have an idea for a flavor, why don't you email me, Naomi at NachumSiegel.com, and we can have some sort of... We could definitely do like a nice little contest. I'm in the middle of expanding, so for the we can add that to the menu before the expansion, so it's on the second location. Oh, I like that. I'm going to just keep eating this last bite here. We need an Aussie donut and a Broadway donut. Mm. Naomi donut. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
So that's insane. Here's the regular donuts for you. I, I don't know what to say. I, I'm like blown, blown away. <laughs> okay, so okay, we do have more. So wait, so what's the, what are these? These so are the those chara are the churro bites. Those are tossed in cinnamon sugar, a little bit of glazed drizzle. It's the same component. It's just in a different shape. I kind of make it bite size. Okay, so which what's the difference between the two donuts? Those are the two same. They're the same. Oh, they're both the same. Yep, so I can give are, a whole thing yes. to ZK. I knew. I there knew. Go, I was ZK. going to have to. I, I'm very. Uh, uh, look, 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 look. <laughs> so these are a little bit more over the top. Fruity pebbles. Fruity pebbles. Okay. Are you guys candy crunch? Here, I'm just gonna take a little photo. Um, Chocolate banana cheesecake, right here. <gasps> okay, everyone, if you're listening, quickly go on to um, the. Uh, I'm gonna post this on. I have I have some of their their donuts already posted on yeah. my feed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're gonna post these and and watch us on the Nachum Siegel on the on the YouTube channel because, wow, they you look. Believe it. Oh my God, it's okay. That is insane. And we've had a lot of food come past our desk over here. Okay, I'm gonna try one. Okay. And then we'll talk about the rest of them. Okay. But which one? If I had to have one donut. Oh boy, oh boy. But I don't like peanut butter. Let's go. You with like that. peanut butter? I don't like. You peanut don't like butter. peanut butter. Let's keep that one out. Somebody said, how can you not like peanut butter? I said, how can you not like Vegemite? And then they shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, Vegemite you know donut. What? Yeah. <laughs> that would be a first. <laughs> Vegemite donut. Well, uh, don't knock it. We yeah, could do it. Yeah, we could. Butter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We could do that. Yeah. We'll talk about that. We could definitely do it. Uh, Mm, this is a tough call. This is a blueberry donut served chocolate chip pancake style. So it's maple dipped with streusel, mini chocolate chips, and blueberries, uh, blueberry glaze, powdered sugar. This is one of my favorites. I call it the Nancy. It's a chocolate donut cut in half filled with whipped chocolate mousse dipped in warm chocolate with crushed Oreo. It's almost like a, a chocolate devil dog. Mm. Um, how how did, did you... What's your background? I forgot to ask that. I'm like so like enamored with these donuts. And there's so one of my, what's I do, your background that you thought of this concoction? So I do own a pizzeria um, and I just kind of played around with it in the pizzeria and the fryers, playing around with creating different flavors. Um, I'm just super creative. I just like to have fun. You know, the thing about uh, flavors is that everybody likes different flavors. So you might not like the chocolate and peanut butter, but somebody out there does. Oh, and that's, sure. that's when it becomes very interesting. I might not like, you know, chocolate banana cheesecake, but somebody does. So it's, it's very interesting. All of the donuts sell equally. It's so, unbelievable. It's so there's, very, not, so it's, there's not one standout donut, you know, because everybody likes different flavors. I once went to the Turkey Hill ice cream and yeah. they said the most, you know, they said, oh, I guess you had to vote on who thinks what the top flavored American right. flavor was. And it was like, you know, butter pecan or something. Right. right. So you don't have one flavor that's sold the most. Mm-mm. No. My personal that's, favorite's the Nantucket. It's caramel and sea salt. Oh, yeah. Mm, that sounds That, good. I believe, I placed right there. But, uh, Do just, you have something with coconut? You know what? Believe it or not, I don't have anything with coconut. I should have asked you if you wanted coconut. Yeah, no, that's no, okay. No, no, no. no Next no. time. Next, Next time. When you're at Next. the shop, we're going to... Okay. So uh, what... Oh, God. I, I, this is caramel sea salt. So this is a super moist donut. This is a super moist donut. It really just kind of... Um, What's that one? That one is apple cider dipped in warm caramel with sea salt and chopped peanuts. I just have that one. Yeah, that sounds good. okay. They, I have to say they all just sound you know good. what? Just nibble, like just take a little piece. Yeah, you should see what I did to the box that I bought home from your store. There was everything had a little wedge cut out. Yeah, right. I remember it was just like little yeah, slivers. Melinda did it's, that. Yeah, that was okay, great. So I'm gonna take one of those. Okay, okay, let's eat this one and then we'll okay. divvy them up later. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, it's you know, is it hard to? I know you're super creative, so it's easy for you to take a concept in your head. Okay, let's make the chocolate dip, caramel. But then then you have to actually make it happen. And this is what I say. You can have the world's best food. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, can't get it out to your customers mm-hmm. in t- a timely fashion, you have nothing. Right? Yeah, like, absolutely. It's all about. Well, when I say super creative, it is a total team effort. It's not about Des being super creative. It's about our customers being super creative. 
the Broad Street Doco team being super creative. It's very, very interactive. We'll have customers come in in the morning and they'll say, we'll say, what do you think about this? And they'll say, oh, I really like that, or I don't really like that, or and we'll name donuts after them. But it's a team effort. It's The whole community participates. So you'll find on my Instagram feed, you might see the Michael donut. Well, Michael created that donut, so that's his set donut. You know, and it's very uh, so. It's not. It's definitely not just me. It is the everybody is super creative in the process, and it's fun. It's really supposed to be just fun. And sometimes, you know, you could caramel dip donut with cannoli on top with a dash of sea salt. Who would think? But it's delicious. So it's it's fun. It's interesting. I'm like obsessed now with the Australian concept. So I've already got three ideas. We can do a Vegemite butter donut. Okay. We can do a Pavlova donut because yes. Pavlova's Australian. Yes. And a Tim Tam donut. Tim Tam, love. Right? Yeah. So they only, the only problem is is acquiring the, the Tim Tams. You can get Tim Tams in America. They are not kosher if you buy them in America, okay? Unless you buy them in a kosher store with a hechsher on them. I just want to. So I'll go down to Liquid and see if they have. Do they have any? No, no they don't have any. You have, have to get any. them from Israel. Okay, so we can order them from we Israel. Can, yeah, Danielle Renov, can you help us get yes. some? Yes. Um, yeah, so whenever Danielle comes to America, yeah. she always have a half a suitcase full of Tim Tams for me. Because she's oh, the best. Okay, I definitely have to order. Yeah, so so um, we can get them from Israel. People will just bring some back from Israel and yes. give them to you. Come to Broad Street Joko <laughs> or bring them to you. And we'll give you a free donut <laughs> if you bring us the Tim Tams. Yes. I'm yeah. like, can you imagine like Tim Tams inside a donut covered in like yeah. milk chocolate? Mm-hmm. Something like kind of like this, mm. but a little bit different setup. Yeah, yeah. Tim Tam donut. Mm. Okay. That could be like that. That would be very popular. That would be cool. I, I don't know. If, I'm not sure if the Vegemite donut will be great, but it's a cool we'll concept. We'll try everything. We'll try it. Uh, I've yeah. got some Vegemite. We'll, we'll have a little yeah. play. Yeah. It'll probably be after Pesachas at this point. Guys, you know how many – I'm just going to give you a little um, countdown, little reminder. You know that I'm a Pesach-centric, right? Um, uh, my phone is – how do I How do I get the um, – Countdown. I have this countdown app. Okay, I'm going to take it off airplane mode. Maybe that's why it's not It's not now working. Okay, so um, remember, guys, my Pesach cookbook um, is available right now on Amazon. It's having a really good sale because as we get closer, the book goes up and the Sfarim stores will have them also. Um, okay. All right. So I just want to tell you how many days till Pesach. Okay. There are from this Wednesday, a day of recording, February, January 3rd, 3rd, 86 days. Wow. 86 days till wow. Pesach. That's like nothing. It's that crazy. Is, no, that's but with flying. Pesach, what happens with Pesach? We have Purim. So mm-hmm. this would make great um, I love for the gift baskets. Purim is What do you so do? Do you fun. do anything for Purim? What do you do with the donuts? Um, you just change the shape. Well, yeah, we, we do all different types of things, but... The, the most fun aspect of Purim for me is having um, people come in in costume. Yeah. It's, it is so much fun. It's, it's great. So we do all different. Um, we create donuts with masks. We do create. It's a lot of fun. I love that you got into the whole multicultural, like just being with everyone and learning. It's so and- awesome. It's so awesome. It's great. Unbelievable. I've learned so, so much. And we're just all one Big happy family there. If not, you know, when you're in Broad Street Doco, you just can embrace one another while sharing a donut and waiting in line and do talking. You, do you and, sell coffee you know, there? Yeah. Oh. I sell coffee, yeah. yeah coffee and donuts. But Coffee and donuts. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Unbelievable. This yeah. is great. Guys, make a trip out there. It's unbelievable. You could all come to the studio right now and share with us and would have a party. Well, it's funny. But- I was Instagramming on the way in saying, you know, not saying exactly where I was going and um, kind of leading up to it. And, Mystery. And people were saying, can you come to 40th and Broadway? And <laughs> <laughs> You could do donut pop-ups. Actually, I, <gasps> yeah. Yes. Yes. We should do another, we should do a donut pop-up shop here on the street like we did with uh, Memphis, um, the food truck. We did a. F- yeah. We got. We bought down a food truck because there be aren't awesome. co- many kosher restaurants yeah. down here on the Lower East Side. There used to be. This used to be the hub of kosher yeah. and Jewish community, and 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 we bought the food truck down and we sold food and we did the show out of a food truck. Um, That's awesome. It was amazing. We had such a good time. But donuts. That, that would be, would be like that would a, be a lot, a lot of fun. Because there's a, the, there's a little there's a little kosher store here. 
little like bodega kind of store. Yeah. And people would go insane for this. Yeah, that would be great. I would love it. This was who? Kosher Girl 143 said, I'm on 40th and Broadway. Oh, that's so funny. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I'm up there. Oh, my gosh. we got 30 seconds left. This was amazing. Yeah. How fast does the time go? So fast. So fast. I cannot thank you enough. I cannot thank you enough for having me. You are this amazing <laughs> burst of energy, and I love thank it, you. and I love that you're a woman doing what you're doing and having fun with it. Thank you. I love and what I do. making a big difference. Thank you. I, yeah. I, lo- I love what I do. I love being part of the coaching community, a woman in business. Just hanging out with the networking people. Yeah, I love networking and I feel like we have this amazing connection. And thank you everyone so much for listening. We had an incredible show. Wow. I can't believe an hour has gone by. Um, Stay on. We've got music um, up sponsored by our friends at Kedem right up until Lichbenching. And right now, Mark Zomik, Erev Shabbos show, airing right now after Table for Two. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Bye. Stay warm.